Hi, everyone. Welcome to LED On, the JavaScript on Hardware podcast. Today's show is Getting Started with NodeBots, the interview show, where we uh, share our personal stories of how we got started so you can learn from our mistakes and we'll give you some advice on how to get started with your own journey with JavaScript on hardware. So we'll be talking about a lot of different components and projects during today's show. We want to let you all know that you can find links to all of those at our website, ledon.dev. So let's get started. Ryan, how did you get started with JavaScript on hardware? Yeah, so I got started with JavaScript on hardware by uh, basically picking up a really cheap RC car from the thrift store for like $3. Came with motors, everything you needed but the controller. And uh, I gutted it, replaced it with a MKR-1000. It had Wi-Fi built in. Wait, what's, what's an MKR-1000? So an MKR-1000 is a small microcontroller. It's an Arduino microcontroller. And it basically allows you to upload code and then connect to that code over the web. Basically, I made a website that I could load onto it, and it would basically allow me to connect over Wi-Fi and control it via that web page. And it was the most basic thing you could imagine. Just two buttons, one for forward, one for reverse. Well, actually four, and then two for one for steering left and right as well. Okay. What made you want to do that? Did you like say, did you like, okay, I want to learn hardware. Here's a cool project or... Did you have a need for your car, or <laughs> was it well, just sound like fun? Yeah, it just sounded like fun. Uh, I had a little bit of background in college. We were introduced to some Arduinos and a little bit of programming, and you know, uh, started doing some web development. And I just wanted to connect the both of them together and get some interaction in the real world, basically. And and the second I got those motors to spin was just like eureka, you know, it was like yeah. the greatest moment ever, you know. Yeah. I think there's actually a video of me when I got it online and it's just the worst ever, but I'm just pressing a button and the motors turn and I'm just so excited, you know. Okay, we're going to have to find a link to that oh, and put, it in, <laughs> put it in the show notes. That'd be good, yes. What about, was, was there anything bad about your experience? Was yeah, there... so it the motors turned, everything was great, but... Uh, yeah, if you're looking back now, it was, a, it was a really rough project. You know, I was only doing on and off. There was no control of the, the power of the motors. They were literally just on at full power. So you can imagine steering was really difficult. <laughs> and the motor controller I was using was super low power, which I, I came to find out once I tried to actually go forward and turn at the same time. So, uh, yeah, the project was, uh, it was rough around the edges, but it was a great intro to basically making stuff move in the real world. Sounds like you learned a lot. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a great great experience. So I'm I'm curious what happened when you went forward and turned at the same time. Basically, the car kind of just came to a stop because <laughs> like both motors kind of like I guess or the the motor controller was overheating because both motors were trying to draw too much power. Not it was like the little small IC one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. <clears throat> Pierce, you want to go next? How'd you get started with JavaScript on hardware? Sure. Well, I come from a hardware electronics background anyway. So, which is quite a bit different from you two guys, you all know JavaScript much better than I do. So I had to actually learn JavaScript almost from scratch um, to be able to do anything. And what got me started was being involved with the Node.js meetup group here in Houston, Texas. They called for talks. And I felt like it was a good opportunity to do a talk. So I came up with a small project for, I think it was reading 
reading temperature and just displaying it on a web page. The JavaScript part was completely in the front end because I cheated and wrote the back end part in C++, which is what I knew. Oh. Um, but I used MQTT um, to, for the communication between the two, and that, that got me started. Now, where Ryan says, man, when I saw the motors move, I was really excited. Right. I was the opposite. When I saw the temperature graph change on the screen, that's, when, that's what you know, excited me. Yeah. Because I've done a lot of hardware, so, you know, LEDs on and off and stuff like that wasn't a big deal to me. But seeing it on a web page in real, pretty much real time, MQTT, I was streaming data real time, it was it was neat. It was a great experience. So very much an, an IoT kind of project. E- so. Exactly. Right. Very cool. Very cool. And how about you, Donovan? How did you get started? Well, I actually had a false start. Um, initially, um, and it wasn't really with JavaScript. I had this problem I wanted to solve. I used to, to build telescopes, and I wanted to be able to align a mirror uh, using stepper motors. Okay. And that was a bad idea for lots of reasons, but uh, <laughs> I thought it would be you know fun to do. So I went out and got an Arduino because I'd heard about them and started doing the, some of the experiments. And um, it, it just wasn't a very, very good experience for me. Um, the know, language part of it? The language part of it. Uh, someone who knew JavaScript, I was like, this this is not good. This is this is frustrating. It's a lot of work. It is. It <laughs> is a lot of work. Um, and this was this predates Node, right? So okay. I kind of just put the Arduino on a shelf and there it sat for a long time. Yeah. But then I saw a talk at one of the JavaScript conferences, I think uh, Cascadia or maybe it was NodeConf, and Rick Waldron, the guy who invented Johnny Five, did the demo, the first demo of Johnny Five. You know, I, I sat half interested because I was thinking, you know, this is going to be too hard for me. I can't do it. But then later I actually got to try Johnny Five and was just blown away at how easy it was. You Bam. Know, right. I mean, you're off and running. Four lines of code and you've got your LED lighting up. And, you know, that's the, the common Hello World program is you, know, you get that LED lighting up. And when right. it happens, it's... Like Ryan was describing, when you first see that motor turn or that LED come on, you're like, I can do anything. Right. <laughs> the possibilities. Oh right. Um, so, right, yeah, your, your mind just is, just starts to go. So that was that was my start. All good stories. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've given some thought and some, some discussion around uh, giving folks advice on how we think they should get started. So maybe they can have a smoother launch than we did, you know, not have their Arduino shit. Not have their Arduino sit on a shelf. <laughs> Wait, that was excellent. <laughs> you can't cut that, man. No, go ahead. Sorry. All right. And not have your Arduino sit on a shelf for five years. Yeah, maintain momentum is yeah. is, a, is a key. I yeah. think in, in, in kind of loop back just a little bit, I think in all our journeys, what is critical when you start something um, is not that that you put it even away for like a week or two because weeks turns into you know months. Right. So it's just to keep momentum. So one of the keys there is to start simple. Yeah. So with that in mind, the recommendation that we're going to give for what kind of hardware you should start with um, may not be the best solution for that project you may have in the back of your mind. It's the best solution for learning. Uh, to control hardware with JavaScript. That's right. exactly what this, this setup is for. Low barrier to entry. Exactly. Right. So, 
how do we think you should get started? If you've never, never worked with hardware before, but you know some JavaScript, we're going to say NodeBots, which is running through Node, not just straight JavaScript. So you're going to need Node. You need to be a little familiar with that. It's very helpful. Right. And you'll be controlling a microcontroller remotely. So rather than writing code that you're going to upload to the microcontroller, you're going to write code that runs on your computer, your laptop, your whatever, um, and talks to the microcontroller. How, how does that work? So there's, uh, they call them a sketch in, for, in Arduino parlance. They, they call it a, a sketch. It's a program that you upload to the Arduino. Um, there's a sketch called Fermata that um, is bundled with the Arduino IDE, which you can get for free from arduino.cc. And you upload that sketch, and all it is is a, a thin client that listens for instructions from the host server. So there's Fermata.js that runs on your host server, and that's what Johnny5 or whatever platform you want to use will talk through to get to Fermata on your device and, and control things. And those commands go over plain old serial port. That's right. That's right. That's the, the easy way. Right. Um, there's other ways. You can do it over Wi-Fi. You can do it over Bluetooth. But to get started, yes. You Keep just things simple. Plug the, plug the Arduino in via USB cable, and you're off to the races. A and USB cable with data lines. Make sure that is a big common problem that we've run into a lot. That's right. You know, when you buy a, a USB cable, it comes with those, you know, battery chargers, backup batteries. It may only have two wires in it for doing power. It may not have the signal wires in it that you need to communicate with a USB device. So make sure it's a, it's a good USB cable. So, been there. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we suggest starting with an Arduino. Now, you can buy an Arduino Inventors Kit uh, at most hardware dealers, you know, whether it's SparkFun or, or Adafruit or, or anyone like that. You can, you can get those kits. Describe um, what I would be looking for if I'm if I'm going to try to find an inventor kit. What does that mean? Well, it's usually uh, when you buy them, they're bundled with a microcontroller, an Arduino or maybe a Tesla or a Raspberry Pi, which those last two aren't actually microcontrollers, but right. it's bundled with some device that you use to write your code. Um, and then it has lots of little bits, uh, LEDs, uh, resistors, switches, buttons, all things for you to Experiment with. Experiment yeah. with, exactly, and, and start learning hardware. One problem with some of these kits, and it, it you know, turns me off a little when I see it, um, is that they, they will bundle off-brand products. You know, there won't be an Arduino. It'll be an Arduino clone. And then they'll have a bunch of these components. You know, there'll be four or five LEDs and four or five resistors and all these things. And those things cost pennies. Um, if you go, if you want to go and buy LEDs from Alibaba or, or whatever, right. um, you're going to have to buy them in quantities of a hundred to justify them bothering to ship them to you, and it's probably you're probably going to pay less than a dollar for that. But in these kits, they've done all the work of sourcing all these different parts for you, and it is a lot of work. If you were to try and buy all these things separately on your own, it would it would take you a lot of time to, to well, find them all. Also, and not to mention what you already need to know about hardware just to pick the components. Yeah. Not even source them. It's to like, well, what even do I, ne do I need, right? Yeah, well, right. they already know that when you're doing some experiments, an LED, a mm -hmm. resistor, a breadboard, 
Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't even know what a breadboard is. So the good thing is a lot of that pre-thought is done and packaged together. Yes. So, but one of the downsides you're mentioning is you kind of have to watch for the cost of that being right. what you might consider, you know, too too high. That's right. I've seen I've seen Arduino kits for over a hundred dollars. Right. And, you know, there's probably $30 worth of stuff in there. Yeah, there need to be like over 100 components. And even then, you probably couldn't even justify $100 right. for that. Right. So if you kit. had to give maybe some direction on that, mm-hmm. what would you say in a reasonable um, experimenter's kit with LEDs, push buttons, breadboards, resistors, maybe a few, maybe a motor, something like that? Yeah. You know, $20, $30 range, you know, that's probably going to be i've never seen one with the microcontroller that cheap right now um you showed me one earlier and i think we should put a link in the show notes to one that's just the bits just the parts not the microcontroller right so it's just the parts that you need to work with to do an to do experiments with any microcontroller or right device right um so we'll put a link in the show notes to that and it was it was about 20 bucks at the time um but it's got the components that you'll need but then you can go out and buy an Arduino separately. And I think, you know, we've all had instances where we've seen them cheap. Um, we have Micro Center stores here in Houston, and I've seen them for six bucks. I think they're, you said they're eight bucks right now. Yeah, I think they're eight, eight bucks right now. But so not everyone's as lucky as us to have the Micro Center. But yeah, you can get them online pretty cheap, the clones yeah. at least, for sure. Yeah, so that, that's one thing to be clear about. Uh, Arduino hardware is open source hardware, right? Um, anybody can make them and sell them. Uh, so you can get clones of the Arduino for relatively inexpensive, six or seven bucks, five bucks. Um, official Arduinos, this is the Arduino Uno, it's the model we're talking about. Um, it's closer to 20 bucks. Okay. And you can get those from Arduino.cc. Um, and if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're comfortable with that, go with the name brand. You know it's going to have good components and it's going to be built well. But otherwise, they're practically disposable you know, at $5 a pop. They don't really go bad very often. It's hard to cook an Arduino, but it's possible. Right. Yeah. And one thing I always tell folks when they're starting is that, and which I'll do even when I'm working with new hardware, I'm not afraid to pay a little more right in the beginning in order to kind of pay for some competency that I don't have. Right. Right. So um, then after you maybe, maybe, you know, you get your feet wet well, I'm going to do two or three of these, then you can experiment with the cheaper, cheaper, yeah. cheaper lines, you know. Yeah. One thing I will say, and they're not the cheapest places, but um, suppliers like Adafruit and SparkFun do a lot for this community of, of hardware developers, not just JavaScript, but people who are doing or hacking with hardware. Um, they have some excellent tutorials. They write software that you can, you can just grab their code and use libraries mm-hmm. for the hardware. Um, without having to necessarily write your own from the ground up. So, you know, with, with that in mind, you know, those are great places to go. Know that you're going to spend a little more, but know that they're giving back value to the community. Right. You buy, you buy a component there, you'll have a library that you can use for that component. Well, it's open times. source. Right. So you buy the component anywhere, you'll have a library you can use. Exactly, so exactly. But, but you know, you want to support the it's people who are putting match. out there, right? Yeah, yeah, you want to support those guys because yeah. they're as much as you can. Yeah, right. So, so anyway, where were we? We were talking about getting the components, getting an Arduino. 
Yeah, and that's basically, that's essentially what you, you want to do. And then the easiest thing on, on the host side is Johnny5 and Node. Yeah, so... Um, do we want to talk about like what versions of Node they might want to use? Um, is that going to matter at all? It should. It doesn't matter so much with Johnny Five, although we only support version ten and above now. Okay. So, well, anyway, you've got your Arduino. It's going to plug into your host computer, which can be a Mac or a PC or a Linux box. You know, I've I, I use a Mac, and I've never had an Arduino not just work. You know, they just they just show right up. I I have seen on Windows sometimes, and it just depends on on the individual system and you know the USB drivers and. And all that. I have seen some where you have to manually type in the USB um, the serial address mm-hmm. of the Arduino, um, just because the it's probably the drivers aren't configured properly or some wacky thing going on on their Windows computer. But for the most part, it should it should just detect it and, and work for you. You'll need the Arduino IDE, the Integrated Development Environment. And the reason you want that is you uh, it's it's free again at Arduino.cc. The reason you want that is because that allows you to flash Fermata, the sketch that you need on the board. Fermata comes bundled with the Arduino IDE. You just go up to, you know, open uh, file examples, and it'll be in there. Standard Fermata Plus is the recommended one for working with Johnny Five, because it has all the features. But you can you, you can get away with standard Fermata. And then with the Arduino plugged in, you basically compile and upload at that point. Right. When you're uploading, the, yeah, to upload the sketch. Yeah, so in the IDE, you'll connect to your board. Um, and then, yeah, um, I think it's I think it's just upload Okay. or compile and yeah. upload. Um, if you do upload it, it compiles it and uploads. Yeah. So you can do it before. Yeah. But that's it. Once you got it on there, that's it. That's, you're done with the IDE. Yeah, and the you, sketch never changes. You don't, you don't have to go and, uh, and re-upload it. And, you know, if you get an official Arduino Uno from Arduino.cc, I can't say for sure that they still do this, but they used to ship with Fermata installed already, so you didn't have to worry about having the Arduino IDE. I don't know if that's still the case. The IDE is free. You know, it'll be nice to have on hand, but you may not need it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, you'll need Node, Node 10 or better, which you'll want if you're going to be doing modern JavaScript anyways. Uh, You don't necessarily want to struggle trying to do things in Node 8 mm-hmm. or earlier. And, of course, uh, we like Johnny 5. We think is a great way to get to get started. Like is an understatement. We love it. We love it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Johnny, what Johnny 5 does is it kind of abstracts the hardware components away. So if you are just using Fermata, right, you can tell the microcontroller to set pin 1 high or, or set a pin to have some certain PWM value going on. We'll do PWM in another show. How about that? Yeah. You, you send a command to, to the Arduino, but it's kind, of, it's kind of obtuse because you're just controlling pins, and some devices need one or more pins to control. And uh, with Johnny 5, what you do is you just say something like, I need a new LED, and the LED is connected to pin 5. And then you can just say LED.on, and it'll turn it on, or LED.blink, and it'll just start blinking, you know, it, you don't have to write your own code to make all those things happen. So it's a really rewarding way to get up and running very quickly uh, right. with JavaScript on hardware. And then you can pick it apart and customize it and, and tweak it all you want. But uh, you know, to get that eureka moment, right, right. that's the quickest way. Right. I so, agree. 
So one thing that we probably should talk about is most, when you do buy an experimenter's kit, most of them are not built with JavaScript in mind. They're built with uh, uh, doing C on your Arduino and uploading a sketch every time you want to run a new program. Um, so the, the books that come with them or the instructions that come with them are, are talking about how to do it with C. But there's uh, a person who's created a, an experimenter's guide specifically for the Arduino and specifically for Johnny5. Uh, her name's Anna Gerber, and uh, she has this uh, guide for doing experiments with Node.js. It's up at, uh, and we'll have a link in the show notes, but it's at node-ardx.org, and it's a great experimenter's guide, and uh, it, it's built for doing it with Johnny5. Excellent. So, yeah, highly recommend that. Yeah, definitely follow along with that, right? Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Yes, thank you. Um, so that's all we got for you today. I hope it was helpful, uh, especially if you are thinking about trying JavaScript on hardware. We highly recommend it. Um, we'll have all of the uh, links in our show notes, which you can find on our website at ledon.dev, D-E-V. And uh, thanks for jo- joining us. I'm Donovan. I'm Ryan. I'm Pierce. Bye, y'all. You can't cut that, man.